the brief was uh, simple, but I guess the simple things are always the hardest to do. And uh, what I wanted is I wanted really energy efficient home. Um, I want it to, to be prefabricated components that you can build like anyone um, inexperienced can put together. And as well, I want it to be small enough, the components to be small enough so people can uh, carry them by hand so they don't really need uh, a crane. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast dedicated to inspiring people to make a better place to live. Is it really too much to ask just to find a simple, energy-efficient home that's going to be healthy and, well, affordable? That was uh, a challenge that Camilla Novotna found, not just here in New Zealand, where she said nearly every home she tried was mouldy, but also in Australia. So without much of a building or architectural background herself, she went on a bit of a mission to come up with a design of a, as she describes it, healthier and more sustainable way of living. What started out as a uh, project to find her own house became a system of building houses that pretty much anyone could put together. Here's my chat with Camilla Novotna of EcoKit. I wanted to start back um, how you got into architecture I guess and building in the first place because it's not it's not your background is it you you've done um, IT and marketing prior to this yes yes pretty much I always though I was really interested in uh, timber houses mm-hmm. since ever I, I knew that I'm gonna build one uh, for myself one day <laughs> uh, just was the question is when and where um, yeah and also in 2015 when I, I was uh, in Australia for a while um, I just kind of felt, you know, that feeling that you, you settle down and, and get a house. And um, so I started looking um, around what is, what's on the market currently, mm. and uh, it's small house, yep. good, good quality, energy efficient, and um, couldn't find it anywhere, really. So in the end, it ended up um, that I went to an architect, mm-hmm. and um, I already had a vision in my head what I want, um, and um, so I worked for a few months with an architect um, and uh, then I uh, shared my small house that we have uh, put together um, on a couple of uh, Facebook pages uh, like uh, Tiny Homes, Enthusiast and similar and I had so much feedback back like um, you know people love that they, they loved um, that it was more energy efficient that the materials that I wanted to use um, just generally I guess because it looked a little bit different um, and uh, that's pretty much where I guess where I realized, okay, so it's not just me who can find a small, good quality house on the market. So let's let's try to put it out there and see what, where it goes. Did you have a piece of land at this stage? No, I didn't. But uh, the deposit I had saved on uh, went pretty much to the architect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so at that point you have this this concept for a, a house and what was the most appealing part of it? Was it the size or was it the fact that it was, was it just different from, uh, I guess, a normal house? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I think that um, a lot of people really like the appearance because I um, just chose it. I wanted something different and I really always liked A-frames. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I told that A-frames are not completely functional, and I always <laughs> uh, I always think that functionality should be always the first that, that whenever you're creating something, and then yeah. it should have appearance as well. So it kind of is, is a hybrid of this barn style, I, and I guess a lot of people tells me that it's a, a lot of like a European um, background. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that's where I come from. Um, and, and combined with the A-frame, and I, I really like that. And um, yeah, and people people really um, connected with that as well. Like, who was your who was the architect? Uh, I worked with few actually, but right. I, yeah. So, but so you were feeding them the general concept, and, and they would were they just doing the details? Yeah, well, um, really, at that stage, I, I could, I should have just get a draft person because I was dictating exactly what I want. Um, yeah, I, I had a, a clear um, vision what I really wanted. So, um, yeah, they were just pretty much helping me to understand. Um, you know, I, I really was wanting um, wanted the um, super insulation. Um, so, what we had to do is uh, to design that as a double stud originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, only later, when uh, when uh, people came back to me and and uh, wanted more information, and uh, if I can share the plans with them or build it for them, then uh, there was quite a lot of inquiries about um, will we be able to build it ourselves? And I was thinking, well, you know, it's it's no, no one can uh, build a normal house. It's not that easy. Um, you know, you have to have some experience. And when you're doing a double start and, and passive house or like very energy efficient house. Uh, there's even more requirements and, and more detailing that you have to be really careful about. Yeah. Um, so I thought, well, no, that really wouldn't work. But there was quite a few inquiries coming through, and uh, that um, kind of got me to thinking, well, I, I always wanted to be a part of the build as well. So um, could we maybe make it into a, like a system or a kit of prefabricated parts that anyone can put together? Um, and so I've done some research, what was on the market, again, Australia, not much. Um, then in Europe, I, I liked a few mm-hmm. d- different existing uh, systems. So I picked up bits and pieces and um, I started looking for engineers who would be able to make it a reality, I guess. I'm fascinated how this happens because you know, people study for years to become an architect or even an architectural designer. You've essentially come at it from a completely different field and come up with a a form of a, a building, but also the technology to put it together uh, and the, and the whole package. How does that happen? <laughs> how does how do you go from IT to designing uh, a housing system? Well, it wasn't me who designed that. Like, I mean, I started everything, but then I, I worked with a building designer or architect. Um, then I found uh, uh, engineers as well uh-huh. who were really who are specialized in passive houses. So they are uh, back in Czech Republic, where I'm from, um, and um, they uh, they are engineers and manufacturers as well of prefabricated uh, modular houses already. So um, when I approached them, uh, they were really intrigued by the the concept of small small parts. Mm-hmm. So they were really on board as well. So it's not me really doing everything. I do have uh, professionals, of course, behind right. me. Right. <laughs> okay. So you're using a combination of uh, architects, designers, and was this are you in Australia at this stage or in New Zealand? 
Uh, that was in Australia. So the, the, the concept was done in Australia by an Australian architect and then building designer. Yeah. Um, and the engineers are in Czech Republic. Uh, but you spent uh, about eight years living here in New Zealand as well, didn't you? I have, yes. Uh, did that influence or change your perception of housing? In this uh, part of the world? Yes, it's probably where it all started as well, because um, to be honest, I, um, I've, I've been there as a tourist mainly in New mm -hmm. Zealand, um, and so I've been moving quite a lot, and so uh, I could have lived easily in 20, 25 houses. Um, to be honest, I don't think that there was even one house that would not be moldy. Yeah. That's something that I have never experienced before. Um, and it was it was shocking because um, you, you just put your stuff in the cupboard or, or wardrobe and if you don't move something for a month or two then then you your, your leather boots or jacket are completely destroyed and so I thought well, this, this can't be really healthy at all and then um, when I moved to Australia I found that the, you know the quality of the housing is not much different so mm -hmm. yeah that, that's probably was when, when it all started as well thinking that this way of building is probably not, you know, the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and as you said before uh, we, we started this chat, it, which is a, a, something I hear from people quite regularly, is that you're colder living in Australia than you were in the Czech Republic. The Czech Republic's cold, right? How, how cold does it get there? Um, easily at minus 25 in winter. Right. <laughs> but you still feel colder living in Australia than in those conditions? Yes, absolutely. It's very different because our houses are warm. We have uh, central heating, um, better insulation. I guess double glazing was normal 15 years ago already. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, you don't, you don't feel as cold ever, I think. Yeah. So back to the design of, uh, did it have a name at this stage? When, when did you come up with the EcoKit brand? Oh, no, that was later on, I guess, when, when I start thinking about you putting it out there and, and testing if there is a market. Mm -hmm. um, so then, yeah, I, I knew that it should probably have a name. Um, so, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a journey as well. About two months, I guess, of yeah. um, brainstorming and, um, and creating the brand. Um, it was all really uh, uh, very homemade because uh, my partner is a graphic designer. I'm a web designer. So uh -huh. uh, we, just, we put our heads together and created a simple website with expression of interest. Yep. And um, I have received over 200 expression of interest uh, over two weeks, the first two what? weeks. Really? Just, just no, by putting a... No advertising, just put it in out there on Facebook. So is this before Indiegogo or uh, after that? That was Indiegogo, yeah. Wow. Indiegogo was yeah, maybe a year later. Wow. So you you, and you mentioned uh, you had a deposit originally because the, the original idea was you're gonna, you were going to build yourself a house, right? Um, but you've used up all of that. Was that all your savings on just the design of this concept? Pretty much, yeah. So when when, uh, um, when I got into it, it's just, it absorbed me, I guess, a little yeah. bit. I, re I really enjoyed the process. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I just was thinking, well, I, I'll say nothing again. It's, it's no problem. I just really loved what we were creating. It, it just felt like um, it really energized me. And, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the whole process. So where did you go from there? You've got, now you've, you've spent all your money, but all you've got is a, is a concept and, and no land... 
no builder, no. Uh, well, well, we were we were planning with my partner. We we actually have a house, so we were thinking about selling and, and buying a land and and then building the house. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, yeah, that's just a little bit complicated with you know me t- trying to start the business, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and then, um, how did it progress from there? How did it? How did it get from that concept stage to to where you are now? Well, first it was really just um, uh, testing if there is the market. So mm-hmm. um, I was collecting the expression of interest for about a year before we actually start working on the actual uh, engineering. Right. So I really wanted to make sure that you know I'm not going to create something and put a lot of money into it. Yep. Then there is no market. Yep. Um, so we have collected about three and a half thousand. Um, expressions of interest over the year mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much where I start working with the engineers on, on creating the system itself right and and were there any challenges uh, w- with that uh, did it because it's it's complete I will show you some pictures of it but it's completely different from a, a stick frame uh, construction that you'd see in Australia and New Zealand uh, was was it hard to find an engineer in the first place and then to get a solution that was going to be uh, approved by the building code and the building council? Yes, it was. It was difficult. Um, so I spent about a year uh, working with seven different engineering companies here in wow. Australia. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I always told them what the you know what what the idea is, what mm-hmm. what the vision is. Um, the brief was uh, simple, but I guess the simple things are always the hardest to do. Yeah. And uh, what I wanted is I wanted really energy efficient home. Right. Um, I wanted to to be prefabricated components that you can build like anyone um, inexperienced can put together. And as well, I wanted to be small enough, the components to be small enough, so people can uh, carry them by hand, so they mm-hmm. don't really need uh, a crane. Because there are solutions that you can get the whole wall down or yep. the whole module, and yep. you can crane it together. But I wanted really something so people are a little bit more involved. Yeah. Um, and this was, I guess, uh, was, was, was probably the, the hardest part, because... Um, yeah, obviously, the smaller parts you have to, to build the house, then uh, the more issues you can get, like with waterproofing and then leaking the air yeah. and stuff like this. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that was the challenge. And as well, um, the materials I have uh, chosen, so I wanted to work with LVL or CLT or, you know, engineered timber rather mm-hmm. rather than um, normal timber. Yeah. Um, and uh, so what I, what I found was uh, after a while working with the engineers, they just didn't have the the experience, I guess, working with uh, these kind of um, uh, materials uh, for a structural purposes. Yeah, right. So some uh, uh, some issues that um, I did not want to compromise on, mm-hmm. um, and so in the end, that's why I, I really turned my um, um, uh, my attention to uh, the engineers in Czech Republic because yeah, in, in right. Europe. They are more used to working with, with these yep. kind of materials yep. and uh, it's a little bit more advanced in terms of the systems. Go back to what you know. So tell me tell me about the, the thermal performance. So you, you've got the structure all sorted out um, and you mentioned in some of the uh, videos that it it's the potential is to go to a, a passive house type design were you, were you p- familiar with passive house already from from Czech Republic um 
I don't think so. I think that that's uh, that was a concept that I found when I was doing my research on the construction systems, and uh-huh. it's something that really took my uh, my attention straight away uh, because it seemed like a like a common sense kind of mm-hmm. uh, wrapped in a, a lot of uh, science and stuff. So yeah. um, yes, when so when when I when I approached the engineers, uh, this was one of the requirements as well that I would like to um, maybe not from the start, but uh, one day to have it as a certified uh, passive house um, construction system. Right. So when we pretty much the um, the passive house um, standards were. Uh, our guide uh, guidelines um, throughout the whole development already. Do you know how it stacks up against Passive House? Uh, and at the moment, has it done? Has it ever done a PHPP model on the design? Yes, yes, we had it modelled, and um, it was just on the border of uh, being being able to be certified as is. Right. Uh, yeah, well, um, that that means that we would have to use, of course, like a, a, a triple glazed windows right. and stuff like this, and more more uh, passive house certified components that we are not at the moment in Australia, and um, that's pretty much just because there is not really much of a demand for yeah. that yet. Yeah, but it, the base build is potential has potential to to go there once you've got the proof of concept. Um, and so where where are we now? We, we've you've got one house uh, under construction or just about finished? Two homes uh, that has been built as a as a kind of a proof of concept prototype mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is it has been built very quickly. The structure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <It's clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Actually, uh, so we had a smaller um, ground floor. Yep. And uh, double, st- double story, and uh, the ground floor has been built in about four days. The cool. double story in about twelve days, just the structural part. Yep. Um, so within three months, we were all weather tight, weather um, proof, and uh, from then the client took over, and um, he was doing the, the the finishes, the internal finishes himself. So it's just about to be completed, I believe. And f- from what, what's the what's the end goal? What's your vision for? Um, what someone would purchase uh, if they want to get an eco kit? Would they? Do they just get a whole bunch of um, uh, of the the pieces that they have to put together, or, or what do they buy? What would they buy in the end? Um, yes. So my original idea, I guess, was just to be able to sell the kit itself. But mm-hmm. then um, soon enough, I realised that it's not the case. Um, right. You have to work with the client. Yeah. on the design and on the requirements and yeah. uh, because we really we want to really sell energy efficient homes and it's not just about the structure there is so many things that goes with that as well yeah. uh, and if you leave it uh, with the clients they don't understand or they don't really know what, mm-hmm. what is required so it could end up um, not as, as, as efficient or you know as, as we as we claim so um, yeah, the, the system has changed a little bit. Um, we work with the clients now um, on the design, um, all the, the technic, technical pieces as well, uh, mm-hmm. like the ventilation and, and stuff to make sure it, it really is um, airtight, well, high-performance building. Yeah, yeah. Because um, obviously the you've got the design uh, and the... Um, the, but the, then you've got to involve the the, the consent and the, the you know the the council or the the approval and all the rest of all that as well. Have you? Uh, 
So I, I imagine it's a bit more complicated than someone just buying a kit. Not really. No? Uh, with, with Jindabine, uh, we didn't really have uh, problems with that at all. It was just like a standard um, construction. Yeah, we had uh, an engineer, um, Australian engineer, um, that um, uh, reviewed all our engineering from, from the Czech engineers mm-hmm. um, and uh, did uh, did a few things that um, that he thought that um, should, you know, should be, um, I, I guess, to make it a little bit more structurally sound and stuff. Right. Um, and... Uh, and no, other than that, we that they were not really anything non-standard. Awesome. Um, well, that's it's very cool, and you've got some great uh, coverage uh, right now, and it's it's always nice to have some some photos there. So hopefully, uh, interest will will build even more uh, from from that, um, and you know you get some good marketing uh, behind that. So I hope uh, I hope things go well. Where can people? Where should people go if they want to find out more about you and about uh, EcoKit? Uh, yeah, they can uh, find our website at ecokit.com.au. Mm-hmm. Um, we ha- we have uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, where we're posting um, our updates. Yep. So definitely, there you can find more, more information as well. Awesome. Very good. Hey, well, thank you for uh, your time and for uh, and for connecting. It's been uh, it's been great. I've been kind of watching uh, your progress on the side, so it's very exciting to see to see where you get to now, and uh, hope it all all continues to go really well. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, Matthew. And that was Camilla Novotna there, founder of EcoKit. Now, information about EcoKit is pretty easy to find on the internet because Camilla has done a great job. Leveraging off her past experience in website development, she's put out lots of great, easily consume information about the EcoKit system and some of the projects that they've got off the ground already in Australia. It'd be great to see some of these in New Zealand. I think it might not take that long either because she's obviously found a demand for people who do want that simple but high quality, energy efficient and healthy home that's not going to cost ridiculous amounts and maybe uh, that you can also be part of as well in the actual building and and putting together of the system. If you did uh, find this episode interesting or useful, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, matthew at homestylegreen.com. Reach out to Camilla as well. She's uh, pretty much uh, all over the internet, so pretty easy to find. If you just head over to EcoKit, that's E-C-O-K-I-T. Search that up and you'll find lots of links to where you can find her and uh, some more information about EcoKit. Thank you very much for tuning in. Now go make a better place to live. 